Good evening. Welcome into another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shoftoss, C70 on Twitter. You can find me there. You can also find my co-host, David Jones, at iPop Editor on the Twitters. And we have been on the Twitters today and the Discords and any place else because there has been plenty to talk about for Cardinal baseball this year as it, the history has started, right, David? The, the, the selling that I don't know I don't know if I ever expected this to happen. Um, given the way the Cardinals are, the way the Cardinals have run for decades now, even in a bad year, even in a year that they may not make the playoffs, you don't expect them to be, you know, throwing pieces overboard and, you know, restocking. And it started today. You're right. You didn't expect this to happen. Uh, and I don't know if you're talking about the transition from Twitter to X or talking about what the Cardinals did, <laughs> because it has been a week for anyone involved in trade deadline and trade deadline highlights. Also, some of y'all are really mean. I- I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the phrase don't kill the messenger is out there. Some of you are taking some shots at the messenger. Um <laughs> Just some some harsh, harsh things that I have learned about myself this week from some of you. Uh, probably not anybody that listens, but my goodness. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's a point that we didn't think we'd be here this year. Uh, if you're a Cardinal fan, you've probably been optimistic since maybe the late 90s that you wouldn't be here for quite a while. But this is where we are. I heard Mo say today on the radio, someone mentioned that this is the first time in 15 years for him. And he said, no, it's the first time in 30 years because he said he's been with the organization that long and the team's never really gone through this. And this is new. But here we are. And it's one of those things where you kind of got to accept reality and make the most of it. And hey, we've got some new guys in the organization and the Cardinals got a win, which is kind of flying under the radar today. But uh, that happened as well. Um. Yeah, I would say that's this probably was, as Mo said. I mean, I'm not Mo's been in baseball that long. He's you know, he of course started out in Colorado. Uh, he's been in St. Louis most of that time. Um, but yeah, I guess you'd have to go back to the what was it? I think it was '93 when they sold Lee Smith to the Red Sox uh, for Rich Batch. No, to the Yankees for Rich Bat for Rich Bachelor. Um, that might be the last time they made a deal like this, um, and that's. That's so long ago, I was in high school. Um, well, no, by the time the trade was happening, I wasn't. But anyway, um, yeah, new people, new arms, new people that we don't know how to say their names um, because they got some new ones and some good ones. But let's take it piece by piece, I guess. Let's start with the first one that came out uh, because uh, it's as long as we clearing out the Jordans. As somebody said, it's like Nike. Uh, they're all on sale. Um <laughs> Jordan Hicks goes to Toronto in about the sixth inning. I think that's when that, that deal got kind of started to break. Um, goes to Toronto for two arms. Um, as you have dug into this, this 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 afternoon, what are you seeing about these guys? Well, you're right about the pronunciations. In some ways, it it feels like the Cardinals were trolling us because they trade a Montgomery, a Stratton, and a Hicks, and they get back four guys who it's going to be a task to say their name, and John King. So you wonder if that was just a throw-in, so uh, to give you know a little meat to reporters there. (laughs) But you know, starting with the Hicks deal, uh, Sim and uh, I've seen it's. Ro- hmm. Robersa, maybe? Ro- it, it, from what I've heard, 
Robers, yeah. maybe there's a video out there of him talking on a podcast, and I think it's something like that. But I, we're going to call him so Sim sure. right now, and yeah. hopefully that's correct. Uh, <laughs> that's not even a guarantee, is it? No. Uh, so, but we're going to talk about that guy. You know, it's one of those. He, he looks like a typical Cardinals pitcher. Not a strong strikeout guy, but he's a guy that seems like he's very effective. Only 21 years old. He's been in double A. And that's one thing I will say about this. You look at all the guys the Cardinals got. They're guys who are in like the double A, triple A level. And they're all really young, which is really, really rare. Because when you look at a lot of organizations, the guys that are in double A and triple A are about 23 or 24 now. So the Cardinals got these really, really young guys who in most cases would still be in college if they had gone four years. Uh, But Sim is one of those guys who he's probably going to get a lot of ground balls. Not going to be an amazing strikeout pitcher. But he doesn't walk a lot of guys. And I think this is at least my belief of all the guys that they picked up. He's probably the closest to the majors right now. I could see him potentially competing for a a rotation spot, maybe number five spot next year. Uh, Maybe even a little bit better than that. Uh, Not a guy that's going to blow you away, but a guy that's effective. He's not going to walk many people. He doesn't give up a ton of hits. Uh, Just a very, very solid pitcher. Um, who is slated in right now, for, according to MLB, is the Cardinals' number six prospect. Uh, any thoughts on him that you've seen from what you've gathered? I, I know you've been watching his tapes for like the last 30 years, and you probably know him very well. But Right, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to his dad beforehand, because <laughs> his dad was a ball player as well uh, before he got injured uh, in his 30s. Um, I did listen to a little bit of an interview. That actually part is true. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to me, both him and Clofferstein, who you're going to talk about next, I'm sure. I'm reading the press release here. It's obviously very funny that they give a pronunciation cl- uh, guide for Clofferstein, but not for Robert's, because I guess nobody in the front office knew how to say it either. Um, but it's interesting that both of these guys were at double A for Toronto. But they're being assigned to Memphis at the AAA level. And it's interesting that they're being somewhat aggressive with both of these guys. Um, especially this, you know, Robert's, who you're right, isn't the big strikeout guy that we were kind of looking for. Um, you know, still has very good qualities. He's not walking a lot of guys and stuff like that. But I, I'm very interested that they are putting those guys, you know, that one step away from the major leagues when. Toronto did now maybe Toronto has a a deeper system um, or at least in pitching Um, I don't know but I I found that kind of interesting yeah it kind of shows that the Cardinals farm club has kind of been depleted this year Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that sounds like a bad thing but some of that's just because guys have graduated I mean the Cardinals came in a lot of people had them ranked top 10 and now they're refilling it with guys who are falling into the top 10 of their own organization. So it just shows how many guys have graduated. Um, but yeah, uh, Kloffenstein, which I'll be honest, when I first heard the name, my first thought was, isn't this the same guy that the Rams drafted to play like tight end years ago? I think that was like Joe Kloppenstein or something. And then they also uh, drafted a Rob Havenstein. Like it, this apparently it's a St. Louis thing. But uh, Kloffenstein, like you said, young guy, 22 years old, pitching at double A. He's a really interesting guy. He is a big dude, 6'5", mm-hmm. 243. Uh, at one point, he was actually the Jays' number five prospect. And then he kind of started sliding down and eventually fell off of their top 30. He's still on there on some. It depends who you look at. 
but some of that was due to his fastball. His fastball ended up dropping and was like hitting about 90 to 91. And so if you look at the list about him coming into this year, you're either not going to find him or he's going to be down on the list pretty far because that velocity just disappeared. The thing is, he has started to regain that from what I can tell. It looks like, you know, from things I've read and uh, some articles and things like that, it sounds like he's back in around 93 and has even started touching about 95. And he looks like a completely different pitcher. Um, His FIP, his FIP, 3.45 in AA, which is very, very good, especially for a 22-year-old. His K percentage is 27.6%, which is very good. The guy doesn't have the overpowering fastball as far as velocity goes. He's not going to go out there and throw 98, 99, but he's getting a lot of swing and miss stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is what Mo has been talking about for a long time. This is what the Cardinals need. And so I, I would say, and we'll get to Roby in just a little bit, but this guy is the most intriguing of anybody they have uh, right now slotted into number 23 on the Cardinals prospect list. I would be surprised if he does not shoot up that list pretty fast. I think this guy has something special that we're going to see. And I think this ball plays in the majors. Yeah, I think that, you know, just a little bit that I'm hearing and you're right. You, you look at those strikeout numbers and, Given what this organization has had, I mean, those stand out like a neon light or something of that nature because they're they're huge. Um, and yeah, some of the stuff I was reading that he kind of he started, you know, he hit a spot in the last couple of years where he was failing, and he was a guy that, you know, like a lot of these guys, he's never had that problem, right? I mean, they've always they're always great, they're always the best player on their team, and you know, baseball's easy to them. He finally got you know, kind of punched in the mouth a little bit and had to try to figure out who he was. And it seems like he's kind of come out on the other side of that and starting to find his footing and, and really kind of grow up. So I think you're right. I think he's a guy that could be a bit undersold um, just because of, of some of those early numbers. Um, I, it is interesting that both of those guys came. You know, the original uh, report was was Klofferstein only, and then, then they added the other um getting two guys two quality guys back for two months of jordan hicks which jordan hicks is you know incredible talent and that's something that the the jays needed but i think that just kind of goes to what we have talked about over the last little bit is this market is really really good for the cardinals to be selling yeah and you know it's i feel like this is like a part one of maybe a two-part series because there's still more to come we, we think more trades mm-hmm. are going to be made and we know it has been a major seller's market. And so, uh, you know, I, I've seen JJ Cooper of baseball America saying this over and over. He said, do not look at rankings that were done preseason because right. so much has changed since then. And he's speaking about baseball, America, MLB, uh, prospectus, anything, fan graphs, whatever you look at, you need to find updated rankings. Cause if you only go by the rankings, this does not look like a good haul for the Cardinals. It it looks so-so. If you start looking at the players and you start looking at what the players have done this year, that starts changing your mind a little bit, I would think, Um, because these guys have pitched this year. These guys have shown something new. And when we're talking about guys who, I mean, some of these guys, they got their last ranking when they were 20 years old, and now they're 21, and they've had almost a full season um, that they've played things change. And so 
if you don't have those subscriptions to those services that update regularly, you're going to see some out of date stuff. Um, but yeah, for, for a relief pitcher, for one single relief pitcher, and we're not talking about, you know, Mariano Rivera at his peak, Jordan Hicks is a very, very good pitcher, but we're talking about a relief pitcher. That seems like a very, very good return when we're talking about two guys who could potentially be at the back end of the rotation within one to two years. Now, it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible because people do it, but you shouldn't really put grades on trades of this nature, right? Because it looks, you can tell what it looks like now. What it looks like three years from now could be completely different. Um, you know, when the Cardinals made the trade for Matthew Libertor for Randy Rose Reina and um, Jose Martinez going to, it seemed like a, a maybe a win-win at best, but it really felt like the Cardinals had done pretty well. Obviously, that would be rated a little differently these days. So it's impossible to really get a feel for it. But just glancing at the athletics who who's did a, you know, kind of a first pass of history grade, both the Blue Jays and the Cardinals on here getting B's on this trade. So it's it kind of feels like it was a fairly even trade, right? No, Nobody, you got what you needed. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. You know, if Klopfenstein wins a Cy Young, I'm sure... Blues, Blue Jay fans will talk about this trade for, for years. But right now, it feels like a pretty good trade on both sides. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ben Nicholson-Smith, who works for Sportsnet up in Toronto, mm-hmm. said that the rival executives he talked to thought that it was a win-win deal for both sides. Um, but he also said that people think that Toronto gave up a lot to make this happen. Uh so, you know, I made the mistake of looking at comments on Facebook and mm. you see things like, oh, we got fleeced. Who is this guy? I've never heard of him before. This guy's not even pitching in the majors. This mo fire mo. OK, settle down a little bit. Uh, and, and they were worse for the next trade that we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, it seems like both teams got something that they needed. And, you know, Ben Fredrickson tweeted that don't be surprised if Jordan Hicks returns to the Cardinals next year. So who knows? We could have both of these guys on the Cardinals roster along with Jordan Hicks at some point. Um, but yeah, when you're like I said, when you're talking about a reliever and you're talking about a rental, the, the chance to get a potential starter and maybe a potential two starters out of this, that's a definite definite win for the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm I'm always hesitant to believe that because I think at the time when people somebody leaves, there's always that, oh, well, they'll sign him back or whatever. And it rare, rarely happens. Right. And the Cardinals did apparently offer a three-year extension to Jordan Hicks that he did not take this week. Now, who knows what the price is? I, no no details or anything like that. But, you know, they may have tried to lowball him. And maybe it is a little wink-wink, okay, look, we'll give you a shot to, you know, not be miserable for two months <laughs> and playing in St. Louis heat when there's no chance of any kind of playoffs. We'll send you to a pennant race. And we'll see you in, you know, early November, um, maybe. But I, I feel like I feel like that's a little bit of wishful thinking. But even even, even if it doesn't happen, the Cardinals are in good shape. If it does happen, that's, that's even better, I guess. Um, I'm always a fan of those trades that then turn around and you have both sides of them. Um, so, all right, we've spent a lot, you know, half our show here on this trade. And, you know, it was probably about 30, 45 minutes later, the news started breaking that another Jordan, 
Jordan Montgomery, was heading to Texas, taking Chris Stratton along with him. Hopefully, Chris Stratton will get a little... Surprisingly, Chris Stratton did not pitch today before he left. That was a little bit of a surprise. Um, They go for three prospects. Um, Well, three players. I don't know that that John King counts as a prospect, but um, let's talk about this because Takara Roby seems to be probably... I don't want to say the gem of all of this, but at least the most intriguing piece. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about him. I, I think Cardinals fans are going to have to wait a little bit to see what this guy has. He's been nursing an injury, and I think that injury has actually kind of caused him, I don't want to say regress this year, but he hasn't put up the numbers that he's capable of. And so the team has talked about how they're going to actually send him down to Jupiter for a little bit, get him right, but they do think he will appear in minor league games. Now, He's he's a very interesting guy because opinions about him are all over the place. Another guy, only 21. He's been pitching in double A. If you look at fan graphs and you look at their most updated stuff, which they've updated their stuff in the last month, they have him as the Rangers fourth best prospect. Now, it well, he was fifth. Acuna was a higher that that whole Scherzer thing changed right. that, but he was right. fifth. But the thing that really surprised me is they had him as the number one pitcher in their organization. That is significant because that puts him ahead of guys like Jack Leiter, Brock Porter, Owen White, and Kumar Rocker. Now, other lists will have him below all those guys, but Fangraphs put him above that. They also said his fastball, they think his fastball maxes out at a 60 on an 80 scale. They think the curveball is a 70. Now, a guy that can throw a 60 fastball, a 70 curve, and we're not talking miles per hour, thank goodness, uh, that is front of the rotation stuff. And not only that, they think he is, or they have him ranked as the 64th best prospect in baseball. So if you look at these other lists and say, well, the Cardinals didn't even get a top 100 prospect, Fangraphs would say, not so fast. They think this guy is 64th among all prospects. I think we will not see him until 2025 at the earliest, but he is somebody that Kylie McDaniel loves. He's somebody that Fangrass loves. The MLB has already put him in number four in the Cardinals rankings. This is a guy who has the stuff in the four pitch arsenal to be, I would say his floor should be, you know, barring injury, his floor, I think is maybe a number four, maybe a number three, but I think this guy could easily, if he puts it all together and stays healthy, he could easily be a number two in the rotation. Um, I am big on Tacoa, and I think this is this is a great, great get for the Cardinals. Yeah, this was a definitely a name that you heard floating around that kind of felt a little bit out of reach, even though the injury issues and stuff like that, it just felt like maybe that was going to be a little bit of a bridge too far. But um, the Cardinals were able to pull that off, and, and we'll see. I mean, it is a little bit you – know, oh, and of course – you're going to take on risks. You're always taking on risk at this time of, you know, you're trying to see if you can get something for these guys. And, you know, this one has a little bit more than, than others. I mean, you do worry about injury history on a, on a guy like this, but if it, if it's a, you know, kind of a one-time thing and he's able to get back to that level, then it's going to be very intriguing and very exciting to see that. Um, you're right. It does seem like I, they, the Cardinals say that he's going to Jupiter to get into their rehab program. They do expect him to be pitching at at least one of the higher levels at some point in time this year. I would assume that's probably Springfield. Um, but uh, as he's made 10 starts at double A Frisco this year. So he's probably going to do that. I wouldn't think that they're going to push him too hard, but he could be a guy that, you know, 
we're watching in next spring training uh, goes to Memphis and, you know, who knows after that. Um, before we get, let's stay with the pitchers and then we'll, we'll do the infielder, but John King, he's the only piece that we got, that the Cardinals got this today. That's going to be going on to the major league roster. They've announced that he's coming to be in the bullpen for the Cardinals. I looked it up. looks like he has a couple of years of options left. He's just, I think he hits arbitration maybe this year. Uh, That's right. He's yeah. Still pretty young. Numbers have been eh over the last couple of years, but hey, somebody's got to throw this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I kind of laughed when I saw like when his free agency comes up because I thought, you know, him and Nolan Arenado, that's our controllable talent right there uh, <laughs> for the long for the long future. So Dodgers fans, you're not getting king either. Don't worry about it. Don't even try. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he kind of, he does feel like a throw in piece in some ways. Um, a guy that maybe you hope he can get on track and be a lefty reliever, uh, and look pretty good out of the bullpen. Um, yeah, uh, it, he's one of those guys that you hope that maybe just surprises you. Maybe he has like a TJ McFarlane good year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm kind of, okay, cool good, whatever. Uh, but like you said, the Cardinals are going to need innings for the rest of this year. After that, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, who knows? He He's a depth piece in a lot of ways, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. And he's flexible. Like I said, with the two options, he's it's like one of those guys that if they want to do roster turn, especially for the next couple of months or even into next year, he's a guy that can come up for you know two weeks and then go right back down or something of that nature, fill in a spot for an injury and then go on down. It, it it gives them a little bit of flexibility, which is a big, big deal, especially in the bullpen like this. Um, you know, that being said, there's obviously nothing, nothing on the line for the next two months. And so they'll be able to put him out there and see what happens. Um, you know, and I will say his, he, he has been his, if you look beyond his ERA, he's been a whole mm-hmm. lot better than what his ERA looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't want to make it sound like this guy's just garbage. I, I, I shouldn't. I probably is a little no. too low with what I just said. Yeah, because um, if you pull up his FIP, like this year, he's the ERA 579, his FIP's 355. Um, he doesn't strike out anybody. I mean, nobody. I mean, like he has, I mean, he does not know what three strike three looks like. <laughs> um, uh, this year, he struck out 10 and 18 and, and two thirds. Um, but his strikeouts for nine are over the last couple of years, 5.3, 4.8. So, I mean, but he didn't walk very many people either. And with this defense, if it's, you know, what this defense can be, let's put it that way. Uh, not necessarily what we've seen this year. You know, a guy that comes in and, you know, gets, gets a couple of, I don't think you're going to see key outs out of him to start with, but, you know, comes in in the sixth inning and, and holds the game where it's at. That's got value. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like a swap of Cabrera here, mm-hmm. uh, which, hey, Cabrera's doing great with his new team. Good for him. Uh, but his his numbers, if you look at the numbers that you know truly matter, that people really look at, he he probably has been pitched better than Cabrera this year. Um, he hasn't had a great defense behind him, which you could argue Cabrera didn't either. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel like the rest of this year is going to be a showcase for him to see if he is a fitting piece for the team next year. And with two options remaining, um, like you said, he could be an up and down guy if he needs to be, but maybe this will be something that we'll look back and go, man, the Cardinals really won this trade because of John King. 
maybe, but <laughs> that also may mean that it was kind of, uh, you know, if it comes down to John King, it, either either these guys have done really well or Montgomery and Stratton really didn't uh, <laughs> in, in, in Texas. I, I'm very interested to see that. So the Cardinals, again, focus on pitching, 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 and they've done that, you know, four arms already in the system. They bring also in infielder Thomas Sagisi. Sagasi? Sags? Just, okay, here's the funny thing. I looked up the pronunciation and I saw it listed two different ways on credible sites, which is really annoying. I yes. saw Sagasi and I saw Sagisi. Uh, apparently it's Italian and uh-huh. I don't know which one of those it is. So Sagasi, Sagisi. It might not even be one of those. But so Sags is a, a Thomas, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. He, Tom, Tommy Sags. Uh, you there know, you go. Tommy, uh, Tommy two bags, Tommy two Sags. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's stretching. You're stretching it there. Anyway, and also the press release also does not have a uh, pronunciation for him either. So that's fun. Um, they get a hitter that the first impressions which again are, are iffy getting kind of compared to Brendan Donovan, which, you know, again, if you could develop another Brendan Donovan, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, I look at the guy's numbers and like, all he does is hit um, another guy, 21 years old, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but this guy, he plays every position, right-handed bat. He hits, he hits, he hits. You look at his numbers and he has been a constant and consistent 300 plus hitter in the minor leagues with an OPS over 800. I mean, the guy is just Mr. Consistency. He has 15 home runs this year, had 15 home runs last year. Uh, Fangraphs thinks that he actually has some power and some raw power that hasn't been tapped into yet that we might see go up a little bit. I mean, when you're 5'11", 175, you might be able to put on another 15, 20 pounds and hit the ball a little bit out a little bit more. Uh, the big thing with him is he has to knock down that strikeout rate. Uh, he is he is a strikeout machine as much as he is a hit machine. It mm. has gotten better over the last year, uh, but that is a part of his game that needs to adjust. Uh, that's where I would say that we, he, he kind of um, diverges from a Brendan Donovan comp. Yeah. Uh, Donovan can uh, grind out those at bats. Uh, Tommy, Tommy S is uh, not seeing much more than about three pitches uh, per plate appearance. And so if he can adjust that a little bit, get some more walks, you know, up that on base percentage, uh, you know, this is a guy that I look at and I'm thinking, okay, he, he looks like the perfect Cardinal, just a guy yeah. that can play multiple positions. He's got, he's going to hit for average. He's got some power to it. And you think, okay, maybe he'll be that bench utility guy. But as we've seen in recent years, the Cardinals take their typical bench utility guys and make them everyday players. They just may not play at the same position every day. I think this guy could be like the hidden gem in both of these trades, kind of the, the afterthought because People are so focused on the pitching. This guy is going to be, from what I can see, he's going to be the guy that in a couple of years, people are like, oh, the Cardinals did it again with their devil magic. Here comes this guy <laughs> out of nowhere, and he's hitting 280 and 20 home runs a year. Um, it also does kind of make me question if we could see an infielder out the door soon or in the offseason, but that's a, another story. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get to that. I do say I pulled up the – you know, the comparisons at the athletic on this trade and before you get into the grading, which again, it, you know, kind of a snapshot now doesn't mean it's actually true. 
but um grant brisby was one of the ones writing it and if you've ever read grant brisby you know he's very quite humorous in what he what he does and one of his lines on Tommy S was, it's hard to believe he's not already hitting 283, 50, 450 with 20 steals for the Cardinals. Uh, because that's, that's that pro, like you said, the prototypical Cardinal infielder, um, you know, and that may be the case it may be. Um, uh, Brisby gave the Rangers a B plus, the Cardinals a C on that because they felt like he probably could have gotten a little bit more for, for those, uh, especially for Montgomery. Uh, let's see, uh, Andrew McAuliffe said, Andy McAuliffe said B plus for Rangers B for the, for the Cardinals. Um, again, that's just data and it, that's people's opinions on that. Uh, I, I think it's fairly exciting to see what the Cardinals did here. Um, you know, what, what will happen, how long it's, it's really weird to go to the trade deadline and not be able to see the immediate impact. Right. I mean, usually the Cardinals are trading for people that are going to help them this year and they're giving away pieces that may come back and bite them at some point in time, but usually don't. Um, to not be able to really judge a trade uh, right now, but have to wait for 24, 25, maybe 26, although most of these guys should be in the, at least in the uh, majors by then. Uh, it's a little bit different to try to have to have that kind of patience. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's one of the tough things. You know, I, when I, I mentioned the Facebook comments and never read Facebook comments or YouTube no. comments, but I did. And that was the thing that I saw some people frustrated about. They're like, these guys can't help the team right now. Well, no, they're not supposed to. But then other people, these guys won't be ready to help the team next year. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe not. I, they, they could. Some of them could. Uh, but that was the thing I kept seeing. Like, we gave away our best pitcher for these 21-year-olds. and st-. Well, yeah, but that's how it goes because you're mm-hmm. going to lose your best pitcher to free agency in a Scott Boras contract. Uh, and the Cardinals are not competitive right now. So I think that's the question that a lot of people are going to start asking is, is this team better prepared for 2024 because of these trades? Um, or are they just better prepared for 2025 and 2026? Now, we only can see a little bit of the window of what's going to happen. Some of these guys could end up getting flipped later on right. for other prospects. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or Tuesday even. And so there could be some moves that are still to come. We could see some offseason moves. Maybe these guys are going to be in Memphis next year and we see Graceffo and McGreevy moved for another pitcher. And so it, it is really hard to judge everything. Uh, Sam Dykstra with MLB Pipeline, he said that with these acquisitions, and he also threw in Jerpy, Graceffo, McGreevy. He said, essentially, the Cardinals are buying a lot of lottery tickets. Good mm-hmm. lottery tickets, but they're buying lottery tickets. It's yet to be determined if it'll pay off. Right. And so we can be hopeful. You know, we can look at guys like Roby and say he projects to be this. Let's hope he gets there. But yeah, like you said, they're young. Uh, they're not going to be pitching in the majors this year. There's still a lot to figure out. Yeah, that that is true. It, I mean, it is... <laughs> You're right. There are there's probably a segment of the fan base, especially not used to this, that it may have thought the Cardinals were going to try to improve their team for this year. That's really the last thing the Cardinals want to do, right? I mean, if nothing else, you know, any I think they would like to be competitive. They want to win games, but if they can get a really good draft pick next year, um, they're fine with that. Um, there there is a benefit to not being good, and there's a really really good chance they're not going to be good the rest of the way, right? Because We've seen now that, you know, Montgomery, Hicks, Stratton, all gone already. We'll talk about some other people that might be gone soon. You know, there's a really good chance that come Tuesday, especially if Flaherty goes, 
your rotation is is what Michaelis, Mats, Levertor, Hudson, um, and the Wait. guy that won the contest uh, for uh, you know at, at the seventh inning stretch of the night before. Um, <laughs> well, you're forgetting so, about Adam Wainwright. Well, Wainwright too. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It's um, so maybe they'll maybe they can that guy from the seventh inning can replace Hudson. Um, <laughs> But, you know, so this is not, I mean, this is going to be rough. Um, and, you know, there's no guarantee Matt's is going to be here either, right? I mean, he's pitching well enough that if there are people interested, I think, I mean, if if there's a team that's interested in, in taking on Stephen Matt's for the next two years, if they're going to give a decent, you know, a, a return, something like we're seeing here, I think you do that, right? I mean, I know you have to have arms for this year, but it feels to me like you can't sell any, there's a really good chance you're not gonna be able to sell any higher on Steven Matz than you could right now. You and I have gone back and forth on Steven Matz and it's weird to say, and I never thought I'd say this a couple months ago, but I really enjoy watching him pitch right now. I think he's my favorite Cardinal to watch pitch, <laughs> especially of the pitchers still left on the roster. He looks like a different pitcher. And because of that, and man, yell at me and tell me I'm stupid next year at this time when I get this completely wrong, but like he's not untouchable. No way. He's not untradeable, but I would have to get an overwhelming offer at this point to actually trade him because of the way he's pitching. And because he does have two years fairly cheap next year. If he's, if he's pitching this way next year, he is a bargain at his, what, $11, $12 million a yeah. year. Yeah. So I think because, I mean, you do need a rotation next year and you don't want to have to go into the year having to replace four guys in the rotation. I think it would take a whole lot for the Cardinals to let him go. I think it would actually have to take a pitcher that you know will be in your rotation next year to replace Matt's at this point. Um, I know I, I – I hear what I'm saying and I sound crazy to myself, but I, I would have a very difficult time letting him go. I think that's, that's a fair approach. And there's no saying that if he finishes the year with the Cardinals that you can't, because you're not going to be able to trade Steven Matz for a pitcher. That's going to be able to pitch in your rotation next year right now, because the only people that are going to be taking on Stephen Matz are people that are, um, in the in the hunt and they can't they don't have pitching to spare obviously um so yeah i in that regard yeah i can see that um and it would depend you know if, if for some reason you could get a starting pitcher like that from jack flaherty or, or something you know maybe but um i get that maybe maybe it is a winter trade and, and he builds his his uh case up enough until you know you go into De december and somebody's interested maybe by um, I guess I am, I'm just so, I'm so concerned that this isn't truly Steven Matz. This is some alien that has come down and taken over <laughs> Steven Matz for a while. And the real Steven Matz will be back from vacation here sometime soon. But for um, a while has been for a while. I mean, it is. he's almost, if he doesn't have a disastrous first inning, his ERA is going to be under four after his next start or yeah. sometime during his start. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. Uh, you're right. I mean, and, and, and maybe that is a little bit of, you know, uh, first impression bias on, on my part too. I, I just, I keep 
I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. And maybe it won't. Maybe this is, you know, because the Cardinals went after Steven Matz for a reason. Uh, I don't think they thought he'd be this good. Um, they, but they were looking for quality innings out of him, and that's what they're getting. So if they can keep Steven Matz and he's your f- fifth starter next year, then he doesn't have to be this good. Um, but I'm still... I'm still listening on him for sure. Um, and, and, you know, it does, it's not a, I have to move him, but hopefully somebody gets a little desperate, I guess is what I'm, I'm hoping for. Um, let's talk about the other pieces then while we're, while we're at it. Um, Jack Flaherty still in the Cardinals right now, not currently listed as the starter on Tuesday um, as he was earlier uh, in the week. So it, it, it seems like he'll go, but I really expected him to go as a package deal. And if he goes as a package deal, he's either going with Paul DeYoung now, or he's going with somebody that has a lot more control. Um, do you think, do you think it's a package deal or do you think Flaherty just goes by himself somewhere? I think it's a package deal. I think the Cardinals are still in talks. I, I, I feel like there were some teams that were, it on both Montgomery and Flaherty, but I almost feel like their markets were a little bit different. I feel like the Cardinals were kind of having separate conversations. And so I think you look at the teams that we expect to make moves that have yet to make moves. And that's probably who's in on him. And I would say, I I think the Yankees are one of the top teams. Um, I don't think the Yankees were in on Montgomery for kind of obvious reasons. I think they've been in on Flaherty from the beginning, but I think they may be in on Flaherty. I think they may be in on, Andrew Kisner, uh, they may be in on Dylan Carlson as well. So I would not be surprised to possibly even see all three of those guys go in a package to the Yankees, um, which by the way, Andrew Kisner, I mean, come on, man. Like awesome. Yeah. He's just been awesome lately. That's a side note, but yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, I think we're looking at a package possibly there of those three. Um, Marlins would be another possibility. We haven't seen the Rays do a whole lot. Uh, Baltimore could possibly yeah. be there. Uh, Red Sox, I, I think they're kind of an iffy team, but I think there's a lot of teams still looking to buy. Because really, if you look at the market so far, it's really been monopolized by just a couple teams. I mean, mm-hmm. the Rangers and the Angels have kind of just taken over. There's yeah. still a lot of teams out there looking to add pitching. I, I think DeYoung could possibly be packaged, but it would not surprise me if it's just kind of a, a one for one type thing. Uh, I could see the Giants being interested. But yeah, I, I think that the talk out there right now is that there are no bats available. Mm-hmm. And so that might make guys like Carlson, DeYoung, Burleson, even possibly O'Neill to a lesser extent. It could make them even more valuable. But I fully expect to see Flaherty moved in a package deal. I just think the Cardinals right now are looking to maximize that. And, and I think I think it'll be Flaherty, an outfielder, and even another piece that all go together. It'd be interesting to see. I, I kind of thought Montgomery would wind up in Baltimore, and so when he didn't, I guess I'm shifting that to to thinking about Flaherty going there. Um, but I will say that everybody kind of points out that Baltimore's prospects are hitters, uh, not pitchers. But you know, at some point, you know, if you can get a really quality hitter, then you take it and either find a place for them or use them as a, as a, like you were saying, you know, use these, some of these guys are going to get used in the, the off season to try to trolley trade for a bigger arm than you can get right now. So 
I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how that works and which aren't which bats do go because I'm starting to kind of get to the impression that maybe they wouldn't trade any of the bats. They, and we've we've talked about this trade deadline needing. I mean, obviously, you needed to get rid of your free agents, which Cardinals have done, are, have done three of the four right already. Um, with Flaherty probably going to make it uh, a com- clean sweep here pretty soon. But we've talked about them wanting, you know, clear out the middle infield, clear out the outfield, do all this stuff. But I was really kind of getting to the point, and I'm still not 100% sure that I'm not there, that the Cardinals just may wait till the offseason to do that, which is them kicking the thing that can down the road a little bit, which they're very good at. But also, you know, but if, if the market is looking for bats that badly, then maybe they do start to try to sort this out, which would be good because it gives them two months to try to play somebody every day and see what they have. Yeah. You may be right that if you have guys that their contracts aren't expiring, yeah, you can wait to the off season, which fans are impatient, especially if you Mm -hmm. check out online. Uh, People think the Cardinals made these trades 10 days too late, even though the deadline hadn't come. Uh, So people want it right now. Um, I I think it was Dan Levitard that said that fans like the transaction more than the action, um, Mm -hmm. which people like the transaction more than actually what's happening on the field this time of year. And it happens in the off season, off season as well. But yeah, that might be one of those things that gives you more time. You don't really have, you have a deadline, but you don't have a hard deadline like you do right now. And so maybe they do wait. And just to kind of go back to what you mentioned about the Orioles system, uh, the Orioles are loaded with prospects, but like you said, it's, it's hitters. The, the pitching is pretty far down the list. Cause I don't think they're trading Grayson Rodriguez unless they just get overwhelmed. So it's really hard to find pitchers in their system that fit. But Mo had even talked today about how that now that the Cardinals got their pitchers, they're probably still looking at pitching, but it allows them to pivot a little bit and start looking also elsewhere. And so maybe Baltimore does become more of an option now, uh, but maybe they still keep looking at pitching. Um, Let me, uh, I'm going to say, let's play a little game. I do this a lot. You can tell that I have a youth pastor background, but (laughs) we have buried a lead tonight that I think that this cannot go unnoticed. Um, I think people need to know this. Yes, the trade deadline is Tuesday, August 1st. But this week, there's also another important date, and that is Wednesday, August 2nd. That is your birthday. And I think that that needs to be out there. Uh, Daniel, C70 at the bat, your birthday is August 2nd. So I'm going to ask you, for your birthday, if you could have a gift of a realistic return for a trade, what are you looking for and what team? Uh, well, I am um, not used to getting much for my birthday, so that's, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, last year the trade deadline was on my birthday, and they got oh, they did get George Montgomery out of the deal, so that, that's that's fair. So maybe that's just a surprise. I don't know. I mean, of course, you know, again, it's, it's so different. I would, from what I hear of Baltimore's um, system, which – you know, again, I am not doing deep research. I'm I'm skimming surfaces and reading the, the articles and stuff. But it does feel like they have the they could spare somebody that's good and not notice it as much, and and maybe they will do that for for Jordan Montgomery. So I kind of would like or Jack Flaherty. So I kind of like to see that because I I mean I, you know I'd love to see some sort of piece that the Cardinals could actually put on their roster right now, but I feel like we're not going to do that. I don't know the, how much. 26 man roster moves are going to be done um, in this last little bit. So I'm sure that doesn't answer your question, um, but I'm really good about avoiding things that I don't want to do. 
<laughs> well, if nothing else from that, everyone that's listening needs to know that Daniel's birthday is Wednesday. So make sure you wish him a happy birthday Wednesday, August 2nd. Um, hopefully he will be celebrating with new prospects and new uh, major league ready players and not disappointment. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm sure that we'll see how they play that night. Um, you know, we'll see how many of those new guys are, are going to get beat up by the twins or something of that nature. So, um, but what are you looking for out of this last little bit? I mean, are you looking more at the return or are you more looking at who goes out and what that means for the Cardinals? A little bit of both. I, I think there's something big that's still coming. However, I, I'm a little, uh, today's moves kind of um, messed up my thinking a little bit. I mm. I have been zeroed in on the Yankees for quite a while, feeling like we were going to see, like I, I mentioned, I, and it still could happen, I think like a Flaherty, Carlson, Kisner type package going there and possibly like a Vasquez beater something like that coming back and so i i've been zeroed in on those guys i've been looking at the other mentioned clubs like like i said i've looked at baltimore and i just really never saw a fit uh the rangers i saw the fits i didn't think it was actually going to be roby i thought it might be one of their other pitchers but um that works but i don't know what to expect now because now that the pitchers are there could the cardinals go out and get a hitter uh you know something i started thinking about today was they could potentially trade Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill at some point and go look to get another outfielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they finally do land Cody Bellinger in the offseason. Uh, maybe they find their outfielder in a trade this this week. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. And so I, I felt like I kind of had an idea what the Cardinals were doing, and now I'm a little more confused. Now, I, I still think the Yankees make a lot of sense as a trade partner and potentially the Marlins as well. I think Skip being there makes a makes it make even more sense than it did before, and the Cardinals have had no problem trading with the Marlins in the past. Maybe we see a trade with Cleveland. Uh, that's been there, but um, I, I don't I don't know. I, there are pieces that would make me sad to lose just because mm-hmm. I'm a sentimental guy and you know I, I live and die with this team. But knowing that the cornerstones are in place, I think I can weather whatever comes my way. I, I don't I don't want to see Dylan Carlson go. I really don't. But if the return is somebody that I think is going to be a mainstay in the rotation for years to come, I can swallow that a little better than if it, I feel like the Cardinals sell low on him. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's the case. I think it would be fun to see them trade with a team they don't usually trade with. I mean, the Rangers are a little bit of that, right? Um, but because I don't know the last, I mean, Adolis Garcia made it to uh, uh, Texas, but I thought it was uh, a DFA situation. Um, so I'd have to, I'm sure there's probably one that's just, I'm blanking on right now. But, you know, that's not a team that they trade with a lot. They do trade with Cleveland a lot. They traded with the Yankees recently. Uh, they've traded with Toronto a number of times. Um, you know, maybe that's maybe that's why I'm, I'm interested in Baltimore because that's something new. Um, I, I don't know who else is on the market that they could trade with that would be different. Um, maybe the angels, maybe the angels want to trade again because although I don't know if the angels have anything left in their free agent market, yeah, but they've got that hurt. injured. They got that injured outfielder that maybe they just get rid of, um, you know, talking about working on that infielder. I, I've forgotten his name, but um, yeah, fish or something. I don't remember. Um, so, so maybe they just, you know, 
get rid of him. I, I don't know. Um, I and you're. I think you've forgotten though. Obviously, they're going to have. They're probably going to move an outfielder because it's just like a trade. It's as good as a trade. <laughs> oh, Tommy Edmonds coming back on Tuesday, and so oh. your center fielder's back on the team, ready to go. Um, the center fielder who didn't even know he was a center fielder. Exactly. But, you know, I will say, you know, I watched um, Saturday night or like some of Saturday's game, uh, Memphis game. And, you know, they let the, Tommy Edmund was playing shortstop, uh, moved Mason went over to second base for the night. Um, and I thought, OK, they're planning on bringing Tommy Edmund back as a middle infielder. And then today's lineup in Memphis comes out and he's playing center field. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I obviously it's probably a little too much to hope that somebody's interested in Tommy Edmond and um, especially since he in theory would be coming off the injured list. Um, I just, I, I kind of feel like that may be another reason why you probably see somebody like Dylan Carlson go out, even though that he really shouldn't um, because that outfield is going to get crowded unless, unless they move Paul DeYoung and then they, then they move Tommy Edmond back at shortstop so they can leave Mason Wynn in the minor leagues. Um, which is not a bad. I don't. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, because uh, I think there's some reasons to leave uh, Mason Wynn at Memphis for a while. But you know, it, it's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what this line, this team looks like, and then what Tommy Edmond, how Tommy Edmond is used going forward. Very true. And if Tommy Edmond is on the roster starting right. spring training next year, or even if he's on the roster this coming Wednesday, uh, there there's still a lot of moving parts and. With Brendan Donovan's injury, too, it kind of throws things into chaos a little bit. Um, small little trivia note since you had brought it up. Uh, prior to the Adalis Garcia trade in 2019, in 2018, the Cardinals traded Patrick Wisdom to the Rangers mm, for um, Drew Robinson, a trade yeah. of a 27 year old and a 26 year old. That's right. I'd forgotten about them shipping Wisdom off because he was out of options and really never seemed like he was going to mount anything, um, which. I mean, he's a cub now, so there's maybe that's true. And 46 but, years old, so yeah, yeah, yeah it's amazing, amazing how <laughs> living in Wrigley will do that to you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's interesting. And yeah, you don't get a lot of that. Um, so I mean, you've got some players that have played in both places, obviously, but you don't have a lot of trading between them. So that is that is interesting to, to see. I it will be after the, after they've broken the seal now. You know, it is going to be very interesting to see. Do they make a deal tomorrow? Do they wait till Tuesday? Do they do both? Um, is there a time where after Jack Flaherty gets traded, do we kind of let our guard down um, and then they surprise us with something? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what the comments are from Mo because Mo's pretty clear. Like he'll say, I could, he'll probably come out after the Jack Flaherty's trade. And if he doesn't have necessarily anything else on the table, he'll be saying, well, we're always looking to do something, but you know, I'm not going to say, but if he's got something really going, he's like, yeah, like today he said, you know, I don't think we're done. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see what his approach is after the trade that assuming that, you know, the, maybe the next trade isn't the Flaherty trade. Um, but if it is, we'll see what comes after it. Yeah. You know, Jim Bowden said in, uh, spring that the Cardinals were not done after Wilson Contreras and they were uh, so <laughs> don't trust him but when Mo says something like that I believe that that's happening because Mo holds things close to the vest so if he's saying this something's happening now I will say in addition to you know Flaherty going probably DeYoung um, some of those deals I, I I guarantee 
by this time next week, the Cardinals will have a new starting pitcher on their roster who is over 32 years old, probably somewhat of a household name, and people are just going to go, eh, really? Him? Uh, but I almost guarantee that that is going to happen because it just seems like that's what they're going to do. They're going to trade some low-level prospect. They're going to get back that old veteran just to do some mop-up, get some innings, mm-hmm. finish out the season. Um, hey, maybe it'll be, you know, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a household name and everybody will be really excited because that guy, we can say, hey, he pitched for the Cardinals towards the end of his career. But uh, I am almost positive at least something like that is going to happen. I think I'll get Jose Quintana again, um, you know, <laughs> since um, well, he has another year on his contract, too. So, I mean, who knows? Mets are, Mets are shedding some pitching. Maybe that's the kind of guy you go out and get. I don't I don't know, but uh, might not cost too much. I don't know, but it's been a it's been an interesting day. It is a lot still left to be excited about it. And we didn't even talk about the fact that Nolan Arenado is staying in place, um, you know, which <laughs> is really dot news. Um, for anybody that knew anything about the Cardinals, who knew anything about this contract, who knew anything about Nolan Arnauto, who knew anything about anything except being a Dodger fan. Um, so, but thankfully Mo finally put that to rest and we're all good and we can ignore that from now on. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of a, a story, non-story and people have, this is people when I said people on Twitter mean people have gone after me from actually understanding most side of things. Um, <laughs> and I know we don't need to get into all that, but you know, it's, it's not too dissimilar from when like people say we don't negotiate with terrorists. Um, I'm not saying the Dodgers are terrorists now, LA times, uh, that's a different story, but it's one of those things like you don't negotiate with terrorists. Cause as soon as you do, you're going to have demands made of you all the time. Mo saying the Cardinals saying we don't, discuss trade rumors especially rumors that didn't come from us like why why in the world should we respond to that because if we do we have to respond to every single one of them and so i get that now it's one of those things you hope that he talked to nolan arenado and it would have been nice for fans to have a little assurance but i don't think this was ever in question despite what the la times say i think the la times ever since the rams left have enjoyed twisting the story, distorting the story, uh, using their anonymous sources, not reporting the truth, all of the above to try to screw with people in St. Louis. And and this is just another one of those situations. I I think there was a little truth to the story and a whole lot of falsehood, and they just ran with it. And um, that's what you get when you deal with people in L.A. I mean, that's probably true, although I have been quoted in in the L.A. Times, so it's that may just tell you what kind of reputation that they have. I, I, I just that's just what you have to deal with. Um, As have I, and I will tell you afterwards why. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want that on the air. It actually involved me and Tommy Lasorda, and that's a ah, yeah, that's a whole yeah. different story. We, we will not. We'll, we'll save that for <laughs> some other time. So anyway, Cardinals. Um, they did win today. Lost a lot of games against the Cubs, and it it is to the point where the games are made up and the results don't matter. Right. I mean, nobody, I mean, it's, I don't, everybody was so focused on these trades that I don't think anybody actually noticed that the game ended. Um, Although I will say somebody pointed out in the middle of the game, like, wait a minute, Hicks is gone. Stratton is gone. Who is actually going to pitch the ninth inning for this? Uh, It turned out to be Jojo Romero, which made sense too. But uh, they did play a little shorthanded today. And uh, at least we'll see 
there's going to be some roster moves. Uh, so this, we'll see what this roster looks like on Tuesday. Um, but until then, uh, that's David. I'm Daniel. Good night. See ya.